0: Hey, welcome back to Tunes, Tunes Podcast. I'm Harold. We got Luke Atkinson from Oklahoma Contemporary in the house. What up, boy? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Yo. Hey, real quick, y'all. You can follow us on social media as always, Tunes, Tunes Podcast. That's T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you could find us there. As always, shout out to Vanessa House for sponsoring. Uh, sipping on that 401k. Super good. You like it, Luke? Really good. Cream Ale, for sure. Yeah, that's my favorite for sure. Um, but yeah, man, it's really cool whenever I get to do episodes like this because this is like a testament to the power of social media, I guess. <laughs> yeah, true. It's just crazy. <laughs> like, I, we were kind of connected. We kind of had mutual friends, like in a roundabout way. But yeah. I think it was kind of funny, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but, like, I didn't realize that I had talked to you before. When I realized that you were interacting with like the podcast page. So that was kind of funny.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember I think I commented like the the emoji hands that are like, I don't know, cheering, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think you
1: responded to that. Like praise hands. Or I whatever probably said it was. dope. I was like, Oh, this is
0: dope. Yeah. That's my the extent of my social media comments. <laughs> this is dope. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was just like one of those things like and then you know, it's a huge testament to the show every time I have to say that because it, there's so many different people doing different things in the city But at the end of the day you look back And you're like man like We do all these different things but we're all into the same shit Yeah And so that's super crazy to and, me. The, and
1: you're always surprised like how few degrees of separation You know Like I think like you, like you were saying There's like maybe one Our mutual friends list is maybe like one or two people Like like separated degrees wise And then here
0: we are I know. Doing a podcast It is funny and it was kind of a cool thing Um You know, and I could kind of let you talk about like your work with Sunbeam and everything as well, which that's kind of coming to a close now. But yeah, still shout out to Sunbeam Family Services. Yeah, for sure.
1: Shout out to Sunbeam. Um, I volunteered on their YP board for two years and maybe a little bit. And uh, I was their board president this past like six months. And uh, yeah, you hit me up to do some uh, kind of like talk about the organization at some screenings, uh, during the animation. I, I guess we did, we did, a
0: the first one was princess Mononoke. Yeah, it's at the yeah, end of April. Yeah. in
1: April. Yeah. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. And, and, you know, we got, we got, uh, got the message out. And I think like you were saying, like the Testament of like either social media or just like, like, we, I, I remember you said at your, uh, your midnight toast that you did, you said you just wanted to do cool shit with your friends like that's exactly what we were doing, and we made an impact. So super fun, and uh, yeah, I had a great time. We got to show some people some cool flicks.
0: And yeah, it was panels. definitely yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah, and you, uh, I think we it was the first one he came and spoke during was Princess uh, Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. And then something happened to where I was like, hey, do you want to be on this panel for Akira? <laughs> like the day, the day of. of, and that and was the first like, time sure. I hadn't seen it before
1: too. Yeah, and I was the newbie. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was awesome, man. Getting to get up on stage and pretend like I knew something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes those perspectives are like the best because, like, when someone knows something really well, it's yeah. like they kind of have like the go-to things that they'll default to and like kind of latch onto to talk right. about. Um, well, that with was new, you Cowboy a completely yeah you a completely green like approach totally, to it. Yep. Like you had no idea. Yeah, you had no preconceived notions. Yeah. yeah, like you yeah. heard the hype, of course, but. Um, Just kind of coming in with that fresh perspective, I think, you know, it's kind of a serendipitous way to add in like a, so, you know, someone that never seen it before and it was like <laughs> yeah. a fresh take I thought. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And then yeah, robot house was cool enough to ask oh, both of us to be on. Yeah. That the was bebop so great. Panel. I mean
1: the, from, from the art that they put out for all of those shows unreal. Yeah. um, So cool. And yeah, that, and that, the, the bebop with the, uh, with the panel and then the secret show after was, was super cool. Cause I, I never thought I would get to see, uh, like an individual episode of Bebop on a screen like that, and uh, yeah, watch the favorites, the classics, man. That was something else. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I and mean, for some of the people that didn't make it, uh, we kind of guess go through like what the what the process was, I guess, or what the uh, what actually went down the day of was. So, uh, Robot House is a local like design firm, and they um, they selected a Cowboy Bebop to screen mm-hmm. f- during the animation series. Cause in the month of May, we're showing all like our favorite animated movies. So their choice was Cowboy Bebop. And those guys were the ones that had been designing like all the posters and everything. Well, one of the cool ideas that I don't know if it was one of the guys or maybe like the mastermind, Steven Tyler from the <laughs> tower. He was like, uh, you know, one of those guys was like, let's watch some episodes after the movie. And so that was really neat. Um, and for you it's kind of a personal t- thing too because that's like your favorite show right. Oh yeah
1: yeah, that's definitely my favorite. yeah, I'd say my favorite anime. My friends got me into that. Uh, gosh, it would have been it would have been college, I think maybe pre-college before I really dive uh, like I like dove into it because I'd seen it before but I never I never really like had access to the whole series because I, I want to say like when I was in college, that was when anime became like streamed. I guess you could say yeah, in so many ways like that's when Hulu yeah, and Netflix yeah you start getting it on those those services and so yeah we, we just we caught up in all the favorites and everything that we wanted to share with each other and and Cowboy Bebop for me was the perfect blend of like like I love film noir I love jazz uh, you know all of that all of those things really and that whole it's just blended together in that show and it, it just oozes out just perfectly and yeah I I absolutely love it
0: yeah, I mean, it is a good show. We uh, It's one that comes up, I think, and will continue to come up, like, on every episode that I do of my show. Um, but it's just, you know, it's something so all-encompassing. It has mm-hmm. so many different things. Um, I, my episode that I decided to screen was, uh, I always say Pierre LeFou, but it's yeah. Piero LeFou. Le LeFou. But I always yeah. say Pierre LeFou. Yeah, that, that's, uh, uh, that was one of my favorite episodes, just because of like how crazy the style was. Well, I mean, kind of like avant-garde. Yeah, and and like that. to
1: me was like the only example. Like, like I think Cowboy Bebop takes a lot of really great uh, inspiration from all kinds of cinema. Like, like you got Western, you got samurai flicks. You know, it's all wrapped up in there. I think that was the best example of like a horror film. Uh, it was pretty freaky. Like the first time I saw it, it definitely like like you know made me unsettled. I don't think it's my favorite episode. It took me a while to get back to it.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was definitely the one, like, whenever he asked what episode we wanted to watch, I was like, that episode is fucking crazy. It is. Yeah, it is. So, let's watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but we had some good ones. Yeah. Uh, Mushroom Samba was a good Funny, one. Funny, classic, great one. Um, what was the other one that we, we watched? Uh, two other ones, right? We did. Was it Ballad of the Fallen Angels? Yes. And
1: we did Not Ganymede Elegy. The, the other, other Jet one showed, episode. The other Jet episode that I'm blanking on.
0: I don't um, remember what's called either. Don't worry. Ah oh, man. Anyway, it's not that's Black great Dog, one. no, is it? Black Dog Serenade was that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it's one. one. Yeah. uh-huh. Damn, I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> Transcendent. Uh, no, the, yeah, it's it's just cool to see like some of those uh, you know fan favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Which going back now, like looking back, if I would picked another episode, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where it's like the aliens on board of the ship.
1: Yeah, uh, Toys in the
0: Attic. Yeah, Toys in yeah, the Attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's, good one too. That one's. It's so it's funny because like how you know the show is episodic and mm-hmm. it's serialized in a lot of ways, but then there's a lot of these like you know one-off episodes or like creature feature type right. episodes. Yeah, they they have a good job of like a, it's a good like amalgamation of different genres mm-hmm. and different you know uh, tropes for lack of a better word. Because that was definitely I think there's literally nods to Alien like in oh, that yeah. episode. Yeah, and so it was really funny. Yeah. Um, was that black, was black dog serenade the one you well, mm-hmm. that's the one screened? It was, uh, the one where he
1: is, as kind of called back into action from his former partner. Uh, and it turns out to be kind of a scheme to finish a job that didn't get finished.
0: Oh, that's right. The,
1: the assassin was supposed to kill jet only took his arm. So they schemed to get him back and yeah, betrayal. Um, that one and Ganymede elegy for me are really great film noir episodes. And, uh, I watched them both, and I couldn't decide. Like it was almost a coin flip, which one? Because the uh, Ganymede Elegy is a lot of that, like that uh, kind of like love and femme fatale kind of aspect of, of film noir. I mean, the whole thing just drips of this like gumshoe narrative, you know, with like the classic detective type. Cl- shit. Exactly, and I even mentioned on the panel. There's like the sexy sax in the in That's the it, that real soulful yeah, sax, and music. everything's black and white, you know, flashback and. Even he, you know, even his dress—I didn't even notice this the first time around—but he's dressed as like a 1920s detective
0: in that flashback. Oh yeah, he's so, on his Dick Tracy on right, that. Right, exactly. So that shit is definitely right. like. I really like that episode. Yeah. Was, so was it Jet that was really like the compelling character in that show to you, or did you? Was think, there a reason that that stuck out <sighs> to a you? That's a good
1: question, man. I, I so like everybody loves Spike. Spike's that universal kind of everybody can find some sort of like relatability to, I guess. Yeah. When you get into that character. So for me, that's number one. Like I really enjoyed a good Spike story and, and the whole, it, for me, I don't know, maybe it like I could be totally wrong, but it kind of echoes back some like Spider-Man that I remember. Like I liked Spider-Man um, because he was kind of sarcastic and yeah. he, sometimes he kind of checked out and went through the motions, but was still, you know, kicking
0: ass. He was always a hero at but the he's end. But he was always a hero
1: at the end, yeah. you know, and Spike, because it kind of does it from a different approach, a similar thing, you know, but... Um, for me, nah, Jet definitely shone through. Um, all of the characters are great, like super fun. Uh, all of their like individual episodes, too, are, are, are fun to watch.
0: But um, yeah, Jet, man, that, that gum gumshoe noir stuff. Yeah, that is it. a good... I love that episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think a lot of people really gravitate towards Spike, you know, because it's like the classic hero. Like mm-hmm. he's like obviously the focal point.
1: Yeah. And he's um, a little bit that like gray area, you know. Like yeah. he's not a not a good guy, not a bad guy, somewhere in between.
0: Yeah. And uh but yeah, I mean I, I, I tend to agree. Like I do like Spike, but I think my favorite character is probably Ed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Ed's insane. always a, a fun character to yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Really, if it'd be a combo of Ed and Ein, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because they're
1: inseparable. Yeah, yeah. And they that's they why it was funny
0: to watch the Mushroom Samba episode. Right. Just because it was like when Ein <laughs> eats the mushroom and starts Hops, like hopping, yeah. I lose my shit every time. <laughs> like it was hilarious. I think I lost my shit at you losing your shit. It was like <laughs> contagious laughter.
1: things. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cracking me up for sure. But yeah, I I love that show because you really like put in. You know, we, we've talked about it before, but like you're put in to this moment and it's just like, here's Jet and Spike and this is the thing they do. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that you just kind of dropped in. It's a very lived in universe. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Nothing looks like, things don't look brand new and shiny. Obviously things have been there for years. You like,
1: don't have to get caught up, but there's plenty to know.
0: Yeah. And I I really like that they don't. Go back and like spoon feed you like this yeah. is how Jet and Spike Right, met. right, and it's really interesting. And mm-hmm. there are bits where people say things I think are interesting points as far as like maybe someday making like a prequel type thing mm-hmm. or like pre like pre series type thing. I think it might have been animate Animation Station podcast that talked about um an interesting thing that I thought was cool was. Uh, you know, kind of following Spike in his Syndicate days, mm-hmm. um, and following Jet in his uh, ISSP days. Yeah, and following following them separately until the point, like at the end of that series, would be when, where they converge. Yeah, yeah, and you see how they came together that way. Yeah. I
1: mean, for me, that would be cool. I don't know if you could contain the same magic in terms of like all of the different influences coming together. But, you know, maybe that's okay. Jet would be a super, I think it would progress from, like, a great film noir to, like, even, like, a gritty blue cop drama. And then and then Spikes would almost, to me, I, I envision, like, some really good, uh, oh, like, really good kung fu movies that have, like, yeah. a bit of that that crime drama in there, too. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, and th- this is what it makes me think of, it'd be, like, Kung Fu Hustle, but, like, not a funny nice. version, I yeah. guess,
0: maybe. I don't know. Like, in a, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's it's definitely like one of the shows. It's like I will never, probably never, get tired of like talking about this show. Yeah, right, it literally right. comes up every episode. Right, and I'm like, fuck it, we'll just it's talk. The,
1: it's like the connecting thread to all yeah. of us. We'll just yeah. gush
0: on this for 20 minutes, and right? Then talk about all the other shit. <laughs> now it is funny, man. Like um, that, and it just shows like the universal appeal of it because. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if it comes up every single time, then it's like...
1: Well, it's you know, it's a good jumping off point. You oh, know, yeah, People definitely. who aren't into anime, they can probably find something to, yeah. to enjoy and, and watch it.
0: If not even like an episode, like the movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. The movie is a good representation of mm-hmm. what the series is, I think, encompassed in that amount of time. An digestible hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that you told me you're a fan of was, uh, like the OG OG Pokemon. So I was like, nice. Oh yeah, dude. You know, it, I was like, nice. It bleeds into <laughs> like, like that
1: was such a lifestyle as like a fifth grader. And I went to one of those schools where it was like, we were, we were doing like witchcraft, you know, like take away the coloring books, take away the Pokemon cards. It's witchcraft. It's, you know, the you devil's can't read work. Harry Potter, Right. Exactly. So it brings me like, it just sends me straight back. We had, uh, you know, we were the kids at grade school. We would go to the, uh, the the playground and trade our cards and try to not get caught by the teachers. And I had this one friend who who hustled a an old Game Boy color uh out of a out of a like a Charizard, like one of the foil ones. What? You know? So we were we were serious about it. Like that's it, was, crazy. it was a real deal.
0: Hey that foil Charizard Man, is worth a, worth a lot more money. than a Game Boy now.
1: Nowadays, right? Shit. Uh, I don't even know what the kids are doing anymore, but yeah, I mean, I don't we know didn't, what kids are doing. we didn't even play the game. Like we <laughs> didn't figure out how to play it. We just had the cards and we put them in binders and looked at them. It was fucking them.
0: complicated.
1: It was too much for like, what? I was, I was what? 11? I would have been like 11
0: back then. I didn't want to figure it out. I didn't want to do math and read. I, I just, just wanted to like have cool cards. <laughs> you just, you just stunt though. Cause then you have like the dedicated, like almost trapper keeper looking type shit. Oh man. You know, binder
1: it was, for it. The zip one to, to a certain group of people we that was like your social status like whoa look at my collection guys this is how cool i am <laughs> playground days man and and you know i i even today like my little brother he's uh he's 12 years younger so he's in a whole different generation of pokemon oh yeah for me it's like 151 or nothing
0: oh yeah yeah it's the garbage pokemon generation <laughs> that's what this i think that's actually what it's called I mean, I, yeah. the, the kanto garbage <laughs> <laughs> I uh I get to be like a staunch gen 1er at times. Yeah. Uh I I fuck with gen 2 heavy though. Like <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah. Like that was like uh, kind of the
1: it bled into Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: like I fuck with those Widow. I can do that. Um uh, I'm playing through Pokemon Gold right now. Yeah. Um Gold and Yellow. Those are yeah. the two that I have. And so I, I'm playing through them shits right now and you know grinding it out my guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, I'm all uh,
0: I'm really excited uh
1: I haven't played a Pokemon game in a while. I did that Pokemon Go. That was kind of cool and refreshing, but also got super tired and not yeah. into it. You know, I got I tired of having to walk.
0: Yet. Right. No, nah, but that new Pokemon game is coming out on the that Switch, sound, that though. That sounds pretty cool. My guy. And then uh, next year, they're doing
1: a, like a dedicated uh, console RPG. The fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not know really about that. I'm really excited about that. If, and, and, you know, for me, though, like like golden era of Nintendo games I want to say it was, it's probably Nintendo 64, might have been GameCube, but Pokemon Stadium. My guy. When you could like port in the dudes you caught on your Game Boy. You sync it up. You sync it and up. And you see him in 3D. And, and you 3D like, killed you each like, other. Nut. You can't believe it. It's, yeah. it's. Yeah. I
0: literally about Net the first time I played that. I, I'm trying to think. That might have like, been my first, my first organ. I
1: don't think there's been a more impressive technological advancement <laughs> since that. <laughs>
0: I can't. Holy I mean. shit! My Game Boy people are on, <laughs> on the, the TV. On the TV, mom, dad, look. <laughs> hey, I cannot be touched on the mini game. Yeah, where you throw the Ekans onto the Diglett.
1: Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I can't believe I forgot this. I the cannot. mini games, dude. I'm
0: putting out the call right now. Oh man! To all you motherfuckers, I can't be touched on this. There was a day when my little
1: brother and I would would play video games so often that we would just like. It, it'd be the equivalent of like people speed running games today. Like we were just like, like down. We knew, Oh, that's the pattern that, that there's the diglet. There's the, yeah. We, we knew, 100%. Damn, we knew hundred percent.
0: surgical was, in the bitch. <laughs> we got, get that golden diglet. Yes. Be like diglet exactly. please. We, uh, probably could have done better things with our lives, but I don't know. It's, Hey, you weren't out. You weren't out melting your brain with drugs. <laughs> that's what it's. I should tell that to my mom. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: making fun of me for playing too many video games. Mom, I could have been doing drugs. That's true. Look at your boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I did love that game. That was good um, stuff. But I fuck with like anything on the sixty-four heavy oh, like yeah. that though.
1: You know, it's it's aside from Pokemon. But did you ever play Rogue Squadron on the GameCube? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god,
0: that that game was the shit. That was so and good. it had the uh, the best. Uh, Smash Brothers was on GameCube. Yes, Melee. that was the best. Actually, one. Actually, this new one that comes that's coming out cool, that has all the players yeah. in it. I was like, shit. I could check that out, dude. I might have to fuck around and buy a Switch, some, Luke. God man, damn all, those, it. all those kids. I've been holding off, my guy. I've been
1: holding off. Yeah, I'm hitting that old man point where like I go play games with my little brother and he just destroys me. I've got like old man reflexes. Like I can't mess with these kids. <laughs> like Fortnite, I gave that a
0: go. <laughs> nah, man. Can't you you got to get on Steven Adams level, dude. My,
1: yeah. My favorite thing to do in that game is like, I just crouch and wait till the number gets down. I'm like you're in the top 10. I'm like, good. I haven't done anything. And then I immediately die. I've <laughs> <'cause laughs> just been hiding the bushes the whole time.
0: Hey, you got hey, to survive my guy. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, there was like a stint, uh, where I was like in between jobs and, um, I left my last job unexpectedly early. And so I had like three weeks where I didn't work. And until I started my new job, which I thought was great. And my wife was, I'm sure, losing her mind. It's like, like that, you're working. Like you need to be cleaning every day, doing everything. Right. You ever watch Forgetting like Sarah Marshall when he's vibe. doing that? Yeah, like,
1: exactly. You should not pass. No, I get you. I get you. <laughs> Is that the same pair of pants? Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I like had like this real long stretch where like I wasn't doing shit. And so I was like, I thought I should be a productive member of society. So. I started Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I finished it in three weeks. And I was just like, <laughs> nice. Actually, I think I finished it about a week and a half. Yeah. And I was just kind of jumping around on all my other games. Like, I was playing <laughs> um, Star Fox.
1: Oh, man. I recently
0: gotten, like, a, a new Nintendo 64. So, yeah. I was, like, trying to build my uh, collection of games back up. Yeah. And so, I'm, like, getting all, like, the deep cuts. So, like, oh, man. GoldenEye, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie, Star uh, Star Fox uh rampage I freaking oh yeah love that rampage, game, rampage dude that's fun the funny thing about rampage though <laughs> it's kind of fucked up but uh i played as like world tour or whatever yeah yeah and so the uh the internet is a the, the if you're if you were alive like in the time before the internet mm-hmm. you can really appreciate it now because i was able to like look up like all the cheat codes to like, yeah yeah get all the, like unlock all the shit.
1: That was the day, man. You and, had to get, uh, the, get that game shark before yeah. the internet or game, game winners, the magazine. Yeah,
0: right. And, uh, so I was like, I got the code and was like just playing through. Cause I had just ordered rampage. Like I got it off like eBay or some shit. <laughs> so I was just like playing it. And, uh, they had like a cool co-op like level or, uh, like settings. So like you can play with like your friend and you try yeah. to like, kill more people. It's kind of a fucked up game <laughs> it like, is a little bit. at yeah, its core. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we got to the New York level and like the main goal in the New York level is to bring down the twin towers. Oh no. <laughs> Cause like how old the game is. Right. I was just like, Oh my God. Shit. Like, Oh, I guess I have to. <laughs> but then my wife was like, dude, what if like the terrorists were like watching that's, that? That's
1: how they got inspired. They, <laughs> they got they were some playing like bootleg copy of
0: Rampage. A bootleg like- copy. <laughs> 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 they are playing Rampage World Tour and they were like, Oh <laughs> fuck, we can oh, do this. Shit.
1: <laughs> this giant ape and lizard can do it.
0: Jesus Christ! This is horrible. Oh my God! We gotta delete this podcast. We gotta start over. No, sorry, guys. Yeah, (laughs) drop-off rates are just like through the roof right now. Subscribe. I don't know. I know listeners in New York anymore. It's Weird. (laughs) Uh, Not man, but one of the common threads that uh, you know we have is. You said you're a fan of, like, anything that was, like, on the tsunami, block. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. is, like, my bread and butter. That's, yeah. like, the hill that I'm ready to die on. Yeah. is like, I always, like, I'm the self-professed, like, basic bitch fan of anime. Like, anything that was on Toonami, I was watching it. That was the gateway drug, man. Was there any, like, other deep cuts on Toonami that you are like, super into besides, like, uh, shit like Dragon mm. Ball Z and stuff like that?
1: Man, you know, I, I might have been too young for it because <laughs> I remember... uh you remember like Tenchi Muyo?
0: Yeah, the harem. That was a, that was a little racist. not too young for that. <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were the right age. Right age. Well, it's yeah. funny you don't realize what like the... You don't really know like the genres back yeah. then. So yeah. you're not... You don't know it's like the harem genre where this guy's like getting mad bitches. Like. Right?
1: I remember seeing a scene of it where there's like... They were like four girls in this hot tub with this guy. And then I want to say like they rebooted. The, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like did they reboot it? Is it cause like all of a sudden the story was different next week? Like, like they remet and it was complete. Like did there, was a time warp? <laughs> did something, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't actually paying attention to the show. Uh, cause real talk, you know, that was when like we were walking to grandma's house. Grandma was making ham sandwiches and Cheetos for us and like glass bottle Cokes. That was the after school, you know, snack of choice. And I think I came in in like the last 20 minutes, last 15 minutes, I don't know, whatever of Tenchi Muyo. I don't think I actually knew what was going on. I think I just like saw lots of girls and and that guy and I don't know. You're like, I want
0: to be that guy. What is, what is, what is, what is is anime? Is this anime? That is basically anime. anime. (laughs) Throw in some tentacles. That's basically it. Right. I do always say we're going to do a uh, a hentai episode, oh, but I don't think I have the balls for it. I actually <laughs> joked with uh, Stacy Dunn with that. Man, like you could a, probably
1: get some legit insights. Yeah, I
0: mean... I, I joked with her about doing it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a hentai episode. She was like, I'll do it. I was like, uh, I, just, uh, I might let you host it. <laughs> man, but back in those days, there was Reboot. Oh, my uh, God. That shit does not hold up either. No, nah, it doesn't. Um golly
1: i can't i can't i know there's tenchi Muyo. i mean sailor moon came in that that mix dragon ball z was either one or two times yeah uh, you had some
0: gundam um a couple different iterations they hit you gundam. with like a
1: lot of stuff it was a good there's some good shit yeah. um
0: what else was in there ronin warriors was on that yeah outlaw
1: star was yeah outlaw star was on there then you had uh tom the robot tom uh the adventures of tom the dude doing the bumpers yeah and yeah time, and steve bloom yeah steve bloom the, Spike's Spike. voice, yeah. He, uh, I remember like they, they programmed these little games, and you could go on cartoonnetwork.com and you could play, like, What's the Slime Monster doing on my ship? I'm Tom the Robot, and I gotta kill the Slime Monster and discover what's gonna happen next week.
0: And then, no, that uh, shit, like, whoever did that, like, brilliant. whoever's idea, Toonami was yeah. like, that shit was next level. Was
1: it like a precursor for Adult Swim, you think?
0: Like, like directly, I think it precursor? had a lot to do with Influenced it. it. I think because a lot of the stuff was really like adult, yeah, centric, yeah. And you know, watching it later, you realize that we got like a very watered down version when we see it. A lot of it's literally the four kids uh dubs mm-hmm. of a lot of these shows. Yeah. And I remember watching things like uh like Outlaw Star. I watch I have recently been re watching Outlaw mm-hmm. Star and I found like the like the unedited or whatever, like yeah. just the, the regular version. Yeah. And it's, like, super sexual, like, super, (laughs) like, a lot more violent. Uh, Even things like Gundam Wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gundam Wing, like, during the day, that show, uh, whenever you would hear, like, you would never hear the word kill. Yeah. Like, on the Toonami block, they would say destroy. I
1: never noticed that. But
0: on the Saturday night, when they were showing, like, the uncut version or whatever, they would show uncut, Dragon Ball Z, uncut, uh, Gundam Wing, shit like that. Uh, They would say kill. And so it's just like subtle things like that, you know, like in the different dubs and
1: yeah, I never paid attention to that. It's
0: obviously like the four kids dub because makes like, sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah, sense, yeah. but you don't realize it until you're watching it back later. You're like, oh shit! Like I didn't realize yeah, it was like yeah. that. Like uh, yeah, I didn't realize that like, edited.
1: You don't realize like
0: that kind of like safety wall that they put up for you or whatever. Those training wheels, I guess. Yeah, and so it's just like you can never go back. I mean, honestly, I do think it, it was probably monumental in in the creation of Adult Swim. Yeah. And man, I remember the first season of Adult Swim, like that programming block, iconic. Home Movies? Home Movies, uh, uh, Aqua Teen was yeah, on the original run. On um, man, what other kind I'm of shit was on and those are like I know those are the two like, like, that I like that. Yeah, with. Yeah. Space Ghost, Coast to
1: Coast, oh, I think it was on there. I remember that, I, I loved I some think Space that Space Ghosts, some, some Brack and Zorak and-
0: Uh, The Brack Show. Brack yeah, Show, yeah. The Brack Show I remember was on like,
1: there. before Napster was a thing, I don't know how I did it, I think, Honestly, this is a fun story about me. I had like this cassette recorder that I could like, you know, hit record and record my own stuff. And I want to say that I would like record clips whenever they would do like the commercials with the songs of uh, uh, like Will I Am did that Dexter's Laboratory song. Back
0: to the lab again.
1: Uh oh, yeah, dude, I love that. I love that song. Iconic. Uh, and, they, and then they did like that, like <laughs> Brack and Zorak would have like their funny songs or whatever on the commercial breaks. I think I recorded those as a kid,
0: and that was like. Dude, that's insane cuz like I had a CRT <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one that has yeah, like the built-in like the, v- VCR? Yeah. So it was like the well, that's, like the big tube TV or whatever, yeah, but I had a TV, built-in yeah, VCR. Right. And every so often, um, my mom would let me get like at the at the dollar store, she would let me get um she would let me get like blank VHS yeah, tapes yeah. and I would like make my own like uh like mixtapes essentially. Yeah. It's like VHS. That's what I did with these cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would do like uh I recorded like they would do like these music videos th- instead of commercials. So there was like this uh like the show Jabberjaw. They did yeah, like a yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah. They did like a song where it was like they're in the real world and they're like running from lunch pail. Like yeah. they're like really small and they're like I remember that. It's so obscure. But like, if I say, it, you're it's like, oh yeah. Video. Yeah. Yeah. So like I would record shit like that. And we got to get back I, to those days. I man. wish I could get my hands on one of that'd those be, tapes. That, that I would made. be a
1: blast. Like, like yeah. ultimate nostalgia trip for that. That'd be so cool. We got to go back.
0: Yeah. I, um, uh, I really do wish I could like get my hands on a, um, uh, one of those tapes that I made with like just the most random shit. Like, <laughs> <'cause it's> like <laughs> there's no telling what, like what I'm, all I like recorded on there. I know it was just like, a lot of them were those, um, the Toonami, like, yeah. uh, bumpers. So, I know mm-hmm. I had, like, the the uh, space one. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, a, it starts out with Gene Starwind from mm-hmm. Outlaw Star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it goes through, like, all the shows. It has, like, Dragon Ball Z in it. Everything. Um, so, like, I know I had that shit on there. But Classic. it's just funny. Like, I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, why the fuck did I, like, do that? <laughs> we got to get um, back to that, man. That's...
1: uh. That's 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 some some cool like, I don't know. You didn't make the content, but you curated it. So oh yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so I found like the uh, I found like a uh, with some some uh, super sleuth uh, quick googling. I found like the first uh, shit that was on um, Adult Swim. So yeah, the Breck Show, Home Movies, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Oh, Sea Lab Twenty Twenty. Sea Lab Twenty Twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. There Underneath you go. The there you C- go. Lab. <laughs> dude oh Harvey Birdman attorney yeah, at law yeah. dude oh and the big O that was on there I remember that that was really like I think in my life maybe, maybe the, the first time I got
1: like a heavy dose of uh, like spoofing like all of a sudden I'm seeing these Hanna-Barbera characters
0: with like these goofy adult being jokes lampooned. being yeah
1: lampooned exactly yeah and, and yeah yeah yeah
0: or, like, there's, like, I remember the show Moral Oral. Like, yeah, I never watched yeah. it, but I remember it was, like, a parody of, like... Davy and Goliath. Yeah, it yeah. was, like, yes. Yeah, I remember like, my mom saw, like, a commercial for shit. that, and she's, like,
1: oh, Davy and Goliath. I watched that when I was a kid. And I was, like, mom, this is not Davy and Goliath. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> yeah, mom, this is a great show. Check it out. I think that was the same <laughs> mom, time no! that, like, I think that was when, like, you were a cool enough kid to get, like, the the family's leftover TV put in your room and, like, maybe... Yeah. Yeah like over the air or cable or whatever. And I don't remember what how how old I was, but that was about the time when like jackass was probably starting up, and, <laughs> you know, watching that, trying to like figure out, okay, what is and is not okay to watch in my parents' house, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, uh, we didn't have cable. Like we didn't have a subscription. Um, but my salt of the earth stepfather, God bless him. He, uh, he got like this bootleg, like cable box out of, off of like, um, have you ever been to old Paris flea market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. got like the old this old like cable box. Yeah. And uh he like had a friend that like helped him like get into the cable somehow. So like we were stealing cable <laughs> and he uh he had it to the main room, like the living room. Yeah. And he like ran wire because he was he wanted to run wire back to his room. He was like, Well hell, I'm doing it to my room, let me just do it Harold's room. So like I was we got like free cable like for the first time when I was like, you know, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. I was around. And we had shit like Cinemax and HBO, and like, that's monumental for a child my (laughs) age. Let me tell you.
1: I want to say the first time we got cable, it would have been probably in like Enid. And I want to say we had 12 channels, and and it wasn't much. It was basically like the locals. Yeah. And then you got like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. Dude, that's the essential. Turner Classic Movies. TCM. That was channel 61. Yeah. Yeah. And then whatever. I don't even remember
0: else. It was. It was funny because, like, this was, like, some bootleg-ass cable, So, like, (laughs) we would get, like, uh, normally, like, if you didn't have, like, that channel in that package, it would just be blacked out. Yeah. But it was, like, the classic, like, American Pie, like, scrambled channel Yeah, uh, for Cinemax. So you'd be, like, watching, like, you know, trying to watch (laughs) Skinemax. You're like, man, is that a titty? Like, (laughs) it's all, like, skewed. You're like, what is that? Yeah, all
1: these, like black and white squares and fuzz and like the rainbow colors yeah. and it's in and out and classic and yeah, yeah and
0: then um, HBO would do a thing where it was like a, they would do like a, a, a free like a weekend yeah. of HBO mm-hmm. and you're like fuck man I'm about to watch all the cat house I can <laughs> my guy oh, no, real sex TV <laughs> thanks so, HBO that shit was instrumental real so nice. anyway yeah anime
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of great <laughs> tangents on the show tonight
0: Uh <laughs> Vanessa House four hundred one ks. Yeah, we uh, We shouldn't have been drinking while we were talking about this stuff. <laughs> Local man loses his job at Oakland Contemporary. No. Oh, great! I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just would kidding. they
1: write a story about me? Do you think that could, would be made in the headlines amazing. for a non
0: doc? My goal has oh, always been on a be to be on non doc. <laughs> Don't jinx me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this uh, assie McGee. Did you ever watch that? I remember I've that show. It was it, like I don't, I don't
1: think I saw that. It,
0: that. I remember that show. I never watched it, but it was like literally. It was like an ass <laughs> was a detective, like a cop.
1: How how did this get? But programmed? it was like
0: ass cheeks and like legs, and that was like his its whole body. Yeah, it's a walking pair of buttocks. Is what it says, dude. That's insane. <laughs> How did that become a show? I know. What, uh, My was just filling fill
1: time, didn't have much to choose from. Sure. They were just
0: smut peddlers. Bring in that ass show. That's all we got, man. <laughs> Let's just make it work. Dude, that is so insane. Like, it, it's so funny. Like, and I really do think that tsunami was really big and was instrumental in bringing, like, bringing about. Um, you know, setting the roots for something like adult swim to happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, even like, you know, think about it. even like maybe modern cartoon culture, like how we, uh, how kids, I don't know, I guess how, how they consume cartoons, how that's produced. I want to say that's, that's kind of the first big programming blocks that really hit. I mean, especially for like cable TV yeah, for our age group, which is one of the, like the first
0: age groups to get really into that, I guess. Yeah, man, I don't, it was super influential. Yeah. Well, it's instrumental. And I think, you know, a lot of it, and we've talked about this, we, I think we talked about it on the Akira panel when, when we screened that here at the Tower, yeah. was uh, The Simpsons. I mean, that mm-hmm. was yeah. huge. Yeah. And, you know, just the idea or the, the fact that um, Akira, its first run was within a week of The Simpsons premiering on network TV. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Akira went on to be wh- why um, Manga Studios was founded. I think it was Manga Studios. Uh, And then they ended up going on to license uh, and being, like, the big production company for um, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. So, that was, like, the second major, like, anime release that was, like, worldwide because of the success of Akira. And kind of contribute some of that to, you know, The Simpsons showing that, you know, cartoons aren't just for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, they go on to show, to license and distribute uh, Ghost in the Shell. It's a huge hit, and then they start licensing every fucking thing they can find. They get they they were the ones that licensed Dragon Ball Z. They licensed any pick any anime that you watched on Toonami. They probably were the first ones to license it in America, and so that was insane. Like, and I don't know if it's completely happenstance. It seems like that they would be able to you know premiere this show at the same time as this uh, whenever this movie was screening in America. Mm -hmm. Like. And that shit still holds up. Akira is still the movie that holds up. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's just crazy, man. Like it, you almost like you're like this is like a conspiracy because like this shit, like the time, the timeline line on this shit is working out a little too good. Right, right. And so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I'm into it. I'm <laughs> into it. Uh, no, but so you know, we'll, we'll kind of transition, but we could do a podcast one within a podcast uh... about conspiracy theories. <laughs> We'll be like Charlie Day and uh, always Sunny. <laughs> Let me tell you about Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. To transition a little bit, uh, you know, I always talk about like anime being the thing that was like not the cool thing to be into uh, when we were in high school. Yeah. Uh, you're like the weird kid. Blah blah blah. Right. Like any other like common like high school trope. Um, and the reason I like to talk about things like this is because like you know to go hand in hand with anime is like music. I think that's the other thing you get. Really, like, not. I mean, you do get kind of shit for it, but people are like quick to like dismiss your taste in something because it's not, doesn't line up exactly with what they like. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a good transition because, you know, you talked about Toonami and because of that, you know, natural progression with like being into that shit, it's how you got into Daft Punk. Oh,
1: dude, 100%. It was, it was, I remember they played it on the bumpers occasionally, like, you would see clips from Interstellar five 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 yeah. um on like a commercial break and then every once in a while they'd play the whole thing and I remember hearing uh one more time harder better faster stronger um aerodynamic you would kind of hear those on those bumpers and it, it would like you know oh man this sounds really great i want to get into this yeah and and they really yeah they, they pushed me in that direction um I actually finally got to see interstellar five i think i'm saying that right interstellar five 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 five. For The first time, that's how I've always said it. Yeah. Like, I think it was college, and I think we torrented it, might have been high school, and we torrented
0: <laughs> it's it. It's worth the torrent, y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Do it <laughs> illegally. I'm <laughs> you heard it for here first. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it it absolutely bridged that you know, um, cartoon anime into the music, and 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 then sp- that continued to spread and develop my tastes on through my adulthood. And daft Def- uh, punk's always going to be a kind of a foundation for me. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and I think it is because, like, too, before that, I was really into heavy into, like, blues and classic rock. And it was, like, my dad's influence. There was a time when I was a little kid, I was like, I don't want to listen to this music. It's old. And then one day, like, one summer, riding in the truck, being forced to listen to it, I was like, you know what? Actually, this is, like, pretty good. I remember buying um, Robert Johnson's uh, early recordings. Damn. Like, like they, I remember they did, a like, a re-release on CD, like a super crazy remastered digital thing. And uh, blew my mind. Really got into Eric Clapton because uh, totally random. um, Directv Christmas of I want to say two thousand, maybe a couple years after that. Actually, um, they were doing a free play of this Eric Clapton concert. So I really got into you know yeah blues and classic rock blues rock big time. And for me, Daft Punk was that perfect transition of like this is this is you know influenced by Toonami it's got uh, you know some great uh, electronic aspects to it so that my tastes could go you know move forward but also it's like yo it's like electric funk and there's a ton of yeah. like because oh, I mean, yeah. like Da Funk started up in like 88 which is the year i was born so they have all of those ties and they
0: bring it into the future with all that electric sound. And yeah, a lot yeah, of the samples yeah. are from like classic, like funk songs. Right. Right. And you can find videos where it's like people, where they pair up like a side by side. Yeah. They'll show like the Daft Punk song. Where, and the, inspiration the, yeah, where the inspiration came from. Yeah. Where the inspiration. The inspiration came
1: it's, from. It's so, Discovery will be one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh Yeah.
0: That shit sure. can't be fucked with. Oh, no. And it's yeah. funny because, like, at the time of this, um, people don't know, but we're actually showing Interstellar 5555.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice. At, here we at the tower. talked about it. Uh, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I gotta so, come. I gotta come. Uh, I don't know when to say. I mean, it'll, this. I think this episode will be out in July. Oh, But I don't yes. know if it'll be before or after... Uh, the movies showing. So yeah. it's kind of exciting to see where this kind of falls. Well, <laughs> let me know, man. I'm going to be there. Uh That's yeah. going to be great. Seriously. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a good draw. We'll see how many people come up for you know, I, if, I know there's tons of Daft Punk fans. If you
1: like anime, if you like Discovery the Album, if you like Daft Punk in general, like it's an awesome time. You know, it's just like an animated concert with like a story behind it. Like there's no, I mean, it's all music. There's no... I think they might break in with like a little dialogue.
0: Like some narrative. A little bit. I was bit. just talking to Stephen about this. I was like, dude, like I've it's seen the music, music video. videos, but like I've never actually sat down and watched this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think there's a little bit of uh, of of dialogue, but I mean like a tiny, tiny bit that's like maybe stuck in the middle of a song, but for the most part, it's just like a giant album-long animated video, and it's awesome. It's really good. It's gonna look so good on that picture. Oh yeah,
0: people are gonna nut for sure, like yeah. whenever they announce it. We're showing it. People are going to be like losing their fucking I will. Minds. I will
1: share it. I will hype it. Like whatever. That's, yeah. I'm, Can you imagine what
0: the poster for that is going to look like? Oh, man. Boy. Dude. It's got to happen. And just have that button like in front of you. Nut. <laughs> 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 um nah, man. It's cool because like it, I really like whenever, um you know, just talking about shit like this because it's what we normally do anyway. You know, yeah. Where, when, when you're with your friends, you just bullshit and talk about the things you like. And so, but something so specific to stick out like this is insane right. to me, and I have to bring it up. Um, is that you put that? Or you had said that the Tony Hawk, yeah. uh, pro skater games. I literally told Brett and Adam from a Robot House yeah. one day we were getting dinner and coming back up here for one of the screenings, and I was like, "Bro, literally undefeated uh, music soundtracks, like video game soundtracks." Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk's pro skater for sure. Um,
1: three was super good. I remember three quite a bit. I mean Underground
0: were, was good. Underground was really good. Uh freaking Sky and all kinds of shit. Rise Against. That's where yeah. I heard about Rise Against. You You're know, not the
1: same. You've changed. It's one of those things that I can <laughs> I can Probably don't even know half of the bands or the name of the song. Oh, you but know I, the can, song though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You play Dale, like a second Dale of Dale of the second fun- of Funky
0: Homo Sapien. That,
1: that and you know, okay, another cool connection that goes into the Gorillas. I'm a huge Gorillas fan. Oh love yeah, the Gorillas. And I love Dell's separate work. Uh, he does. I mean, he's got Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. He's got, uh, Deltron 3030 is an awesome, really good album. If yeah. you haven't heard it, it's on Spotify. It's about, he's like, uh, living in the future. It's like a dystopian future. And all of their raps are about like, l- almost like, like a lot of like 80s hip hop that I really enjoy is like very like social activism hip hop. Hmm. It's almost like this alternate fake reality set in the year 3030 about this dude living Anyway, It's That's really good. It's, it's super good. That's kind of so, conceptual too. I remember the, uh, what what is it? If you must. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to wash your ass if you, you must. must. You got to brush your teeth <laughs> if you must.
0: <laughs> or else you got <laughs> to <be> funky. funky. <laughs> iconic. So good. Hashtag iconic. <laughs> no, that shit is like people like remember those songs, yeah. man. And I always remember that Skull song that I was just singing a second uh, ago. I always remember Rise Against was on, I think, on 3, Like the Angel. I love that song. Amoeba sticks out to me every time. Like,
1: Amoeba. Oh, fuck. Amoeba. Yeah. I'm not a great (laughs) singer. I'm going to also kill your subscribes with with my voice singing.
0: But people get it, man. man. They... Dude, yeah. like, whenever you said that, I was like, fucking, how does he know? Like, this happens, like, once an episode, I think, <laughs> that where people are like, how could you possibly have known that I talked about that? Like, And it just goes back to the testament. Like, we have, like, the same foundation of yeah. shit. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and so we
0: all like the same shit. Right. Like, and it's all interconnected, man. Yeah. I,
1: I know people, uh, they might be into... I mean, they might have heard that song on some other thing, but now we've got that connection. Like, oh, I heard it from Tony, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Oh, yeah. Which, also, talking about video games, uh, always had to go unlock those extra characters, like Darth Maul. My guy. With the Force Grip, you know, skateboard tricks. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I saw... Unlock the
1: levels.
0: I saw a thing, um, speaking of, like, a, like getting online codes and shit now, there was uh, some salt-of-the-earth uh, young uh, person that uh, put these codes on... Uh, on the game winners or something, <laughs> uh, man. They had like this uh, combination, you know, like uh, underground. You could like make your own skater, yeah. And uh, they had like this thing where like you could uh, put in certain like attributes and like uh, like clothing items, yeah. And you could make your character look like future trunks. Oh, I did. It was pretty I dope. Like a, I want
1: to say I remember. That. Yeah, know that. Yeah, someone
0: had like a had like figured out like a really close like. A copy of like making your character look like future trunks you know it's
1: funny back in those days like
0: I, when you could like
1: pick your stats or whatever and some of them didn't have rules so it was like 99 99 yeah. 99 99 i mean I don't it's know. just stupid it was kind of dumb but, but, but I, no, awesome like kid way really like, i love it like <laughs> my, my dude goes jumping like through the map and can do like five nine hundreds or whatever
0: and <laughs> And you get, like, I think that was the first one where you could make your own special up. Yeah. I might be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, there, there was one, yeah, you can make your own special. I really enjoyed making your own park. That oh, was a lot yeah. of fun. The, the,
0: I, uh, so I remember I've been playing through that because, like I said, I have a GameCube because I don't fucking update my systems, and that's, like, the newest <laughs> shit that I have. But, um, I've been playing through, like, some of those old games. And so I think I actually have Soul Calibur, like, right now, yeah, like, the original. Yeah. But I was playing. I'm playing through um, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah, and so uh, like going back to like looking up like the codes online. Like I, f- I found like the Moon Gravity code yeah, and everything. Yeah. So it's like, but the shit. I think the shit actually. I, have, I haven't played in a little bit, but I, I think the shit was actually working like in the actual like career setting. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just like shitting on people. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing so good on that game. <laughs> But those games are like, you know, and I, I think we talk about we end up talking about games a lot on this because like that's one of those things that's like really iconic for a lot of people. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about um about like the Nintendo sixty four games yeah. and Manjo Kazooie and all that, yeah. and Pokemon Stadium. Um, a lot of it is because of like a, a lot of the medium, a lot of the uh, the subject matter is from things that we enjoyed, so mm-hmm. like it kind of crossed over into a different into a different medium, and so that's really cool whenever you see. You know, you're talking about playing Pokemon, then you see it like, oh, it's on the TV. Like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> right. Uh, when I first was, like, building my Nintendo 64 uh, collection backup, my buddy bought me a Pokemon Snap. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, that was this another game one. is sick. We That was another one. Like, we
1: would roll through it every single time and memorize it and, like, memorize the alternate paths. And that was the probably one of the first games that I think, not intentionally, we tried to, like, optimize our points <laughs> like, like we wanted to get it down to the millisecond when you need to snap the picture for the highest score. God damn. There was a, I don't know. I think we would get excited in my household where it was like, like, let's say you got like 5,000 points on a level. Like, why'd well, you got 5,002 points? And I'm like, that was exciting. Boy, We,
0: we, we, we beat the score. And then <laughs> yeah. professor Oak, like, that's impeccable. Yeah, like, that's yeah. where I I literally learned the word impeccable from that game.
1: This is, this is educational, man. I'm Pokemon, saying y'all, Pokemon we learned how to teach, do shit. Yeah, they, they taught you
0: so much. We learned the word impeccable and the, the terrorists learned to Bring down the with twin witchcraft towers. Witchcraft and yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? I did not think that I did not think that was coming full circle, but you made it happen. Luke. We did it. <laughs> uh, now, man. So the Tony Hawk thing is definitely a deep pull. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the other ones you mentioned, I fucking love The Killers, dude. Oh, man. Like, you I know, love freaking Hot Fuzz, Sam's Town. Those are my yeah. two favorite albums by them.
1: That's one of those bands. Like, I I, I love a lot of, you know, films, movie, you know, music, you know, whatever. And it's hard for me to pick favorites because there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I hate picking favorites. But, like, if I had to, if there's an album that, like, no matter what, I can pick it up. It's one of those two that like I might forget about it for a little bit and then like air quotes rediscover it and just be completely all over in love with it. It is it's hot fuss, man. Dude, it, so it, good. So good. Like it's not even funny how good this album is. It puts so many other albums to shame from, from start to finish, man. It's an experience. And, and there's uh, banger
0: after banger on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Smile like you mean it.
1: I mean, they didn't mess around, dude. It was, it was it was uh, it was like some good rock. It was uh, a little electro, you know, yeah, super synthie. Yeah.
0: Actually, when I heard them, I thought they were like British. Yeah, no, they're from Las Vegas. It, it did not seem like an American yeah. rock. And some band. of it's like somehow Brandon Flowers sings. Yeah, yeah. And That's so you are like, is he like British? It's or... such
1: like a yeah, man. They've got their own vibe. But going. you know, I've
0: heard um, when you sing in a British accent, like English accent, yeah. it's easier to keep that in tune. I don't know that. So like, you when you hear like a. Some of the, like, American artists have, like, a little bit of, like, an English-sounding, yeah. like, inflection. It's because it's easier to keep notes in tune, like, in that accent. How do we do that? I don't know, dude. I don't either. I mean, I'm trying to think, of, like, how would you? But you hear, like, some, I mean, it's just, like, with with the Killers, I'm like, are these guys British? But it's funny because, like, there's a lot of artists with, like, Adele. Yeah. Like, when you hear her talk, it's just, like. Super nail, British. It's nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. But then she's like, "Should I give up?" I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> bitch can sing!" Like, but she just sounds like, "Oh my god, it's yeah. like she has the worst like ta- speaking voice, isn't it?" It's like a little, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on what that's called, um, like the Cockney or yeah, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, Cockney got a little Cockney in there, like, like uh, Dick Van
0: Dyke and, in, uh, in, uh, yeah, Hello, Governor, that? you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that Mary Poppins? That he's yeah, that, that's like Mary having Poppins. that terrible Yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Damn, I, look, can, I, I didn't can, know I was
1: so cultured. I didn't know I remember that. I can that. go for it. that. Uh, what chimtree, chimtree day and stuff all day long. You
0: know, <laughs> it's a good song. Chimney sweeps. That's classic <laughs> shit, boy. Um, no, it, it's cool to see. Like um, you know, we have kind of touched on it. You know, throughout the discussion or whatever. But doing so many things in the city and being involved in so many different things yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get you get to see a lot of the. Uh, like, the local talent as well. Yeah. And one of the local musicians you tabbed as being one of your favorites that you thought should be get more recognition is Jose Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. And I actually went to UCO with him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we had a class together. Uh, I think it was maybe Contemporary Moral Problems, or it was, like, one of, like, the basic things that everyone has to take no matter your major. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, and he totally, like, I saw him, and I think for a while he was working at, um, what's the bar in the –
1: Oh, yeah. 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 The um, plaza
0: um, where you can get the grilled cheese. Yeah. The mule. The mule. The mule. Yeah. He, I think yeah, he was yeah. working there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, like, did you go
1: to ECO? And he's like, yeah. Like, Do we have
0: a class <laughs> together? I was like, yeah,
1: man. There's a lot of great musical talent here. And I really regret that I can't remember some of the names of the artists because, um, you know, we I get to kind of be around of a lot of event planning with like the nonprofits that I get to work with and. Um, they always, you know, these, these parties and stuff always toss out musicians, and there's some really talented, like, not kidding, man. Um, Oklahoma City is where it's at in, in food and culture and all sorts of stuff, and definitely music. Um, but Jose definitely sticks out to me. He did a, uh, over at our showroom uh, gallery, uh, uh, we, we had this, like, shared the showroom program, uh, where, uh, my buddy Jared Beck does this, uh, you know, he brings in an artist and he brings in a musician and they kind of, it's like a contemporary conversation, like what's up in Oklahoma city that, that, you know, you should be aware of. And Jose was one of the dudes that, uh, that, that did, um, it was just an acoustic set, just, just him and a guitar. And it was, it was super good. Um, he can really play and he can sing and, uh, his band, um, Oh man, I'm blanking on the the most recent album he did was, was titled after the, after the band and uh, fantastic, Black Magic Waters. I think it was uh, yeah, Jose I think Hernandez you're right. Black Magic Waters and yeah, really good stuff, dude. Um, definitely check him out and uh, yeah, I uh, the OKC music scene, man. I can't I can't speak enough to it. You'll you'll see a lot of great acts, a lot of
0: talented people. You know. Yeah, definitely, man. It was—it's just cool to see so many cool things going on around the city, too. Yeah,
1: and I also stuck on there. I gotta kind of give a shout out. They probably don't even remember my so-called band when I was in college. They did the trivia nights at La Luna, and what? my friends and I—that was like our income of the week. You know, like we get a free meal at La Luna, or we get like whatever the gift certificate is. We get like chips and salsa. So we would set up these trivia teams. Like we're fairly successful. You know, we can come in various places a couple times a month and. uh yeah, they ran they ran that, man. A, a lot of the That's band members dope. ran it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's super cool. And then we found
1: out who they were and like, oh hell yeah, let's, you know, go listen to some That's sweet nineties man. It's it's great. It's great. Like, you know, they play all the hits and a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, they're a staple for sure, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, it is cool. Like, there's so many different things in in different areas of art, and I know you're so involved with art. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wanted to give you time to kind of talk about what Oklahoma Contemporary does, as far as yeah. like being involved in the scene and outreach and different things that they're doing with the city.
1: Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma Contemporary has been great because it's um it's an organization, it's a nonprofit arts organization, and uh, they really want to encourage artistic expression um, through like education, exhibitions, performance. We do um you know, camps and classes, you know, kids and adults, um, exhibitions are always free out there, which is super cool. Um, cost is sometimes a barrier to people and and we don't want the, um, access to art to be behind, you know, an admission price or whatever. Um, so we try to eliminate that. And and luckily we have, uh, you know, great donors and great programs that help us, you know, keep those free. And so, um, the organization's great at, uh, you know, we, um, contemporary art a lot of people kind of have this this notion that it's like weird or like you know offensive and out there and that's not necessarily true like a a contemporary artist is just like somebody who's alive and and to me the like contemporary describes kind of like the meta game basically of like what's going on in art who's influencing who and how do they react to that in their work um and, but it's also a great outlet for a, a lot of Oklahoma City artists there's there's some real talented people here too like I said about the musicians and you know there's so much great food here and culture and so much going on. Um, the art scenes no joke too from uh, you know just uh, classic visual art to performance pieces to uh, fiber arts so, you know whatever you you, you name it. Um, there's some really talented people either here or the region. Um, an Oklahoma Contemporary has been able to bring them in, uh, but also they bring in, you know, national and international artists too. Um, Jeffrey Gibson was uh, an artist that we featured uh, last or two, two Februaries ago. And uh, he's a Native American artist who uh, in his work shows a lot of his identity of being a Native American, but like not growing up that way. And uh, so some of these shows are, you know, they have great, like social implications that like, you like really make you think. Um but at the same time there's like gorgeous pieces of, of art. So um it, it's great to get to work there and, and get to see so many great artists and, and incorporate that into a lot of people's lives. Um and then I also sit on the, the Plaza Walls board and, and that's, you know, everybody's pretty familiar with the Plaza Walls and how fun that program is. You know, it's part of like a not only like a huge revitalization project for the Plaza District, um, but it's also just like the the tourism stats on that are just nuts. Like the, how many eyeballs get to see that and um, so many people go through there and the, the, the murals rotate about every three months and then there's like the big expo in the fall where they do, you know, like 20 some odd artists will come do 20 plus murals or whatever and this year we're lucky to have Merlot and Amuse, they're two Chicago-based artists that are really uh, really talented. Um, they'll be in, uh, Anna Marietta's from Puerto Rico, uh, I believe, and she's, a, she's fantastic. She did um, Miami, Oklahoma, she did the Mural Fest 66 out there this year. Um, I'm trying to think who else we are really, really talented and and local people too. super talented local people. You can always catch, uh, Chris Connelly, who's our, our, our board president. He's, uh, he's on the walls, dusty Gilpin, who, uh, from tree and leaf, um, is usually out there frequently. Holy kids. I mean, there's just really like, there's just a huge roster. Um, and then, yeah, shout out to sunbeam family services. I've been volunteering there for a while too. Um, great organization that does good work here in town with foster care and counseling, uh, senior, senior services too. Um, Oklahoma is a great state for uh, for nonprofits, man. It's like it's like built into our culture to be like kind of a giving natured people, and I know sometimes that's tough, um, you know, given the current climate of the world and everything. But but it is in Oklahoma. There's a lot of great servant leaders, and people who are called to to lead and and give, whether that's through their religion or even just through their you know sense of public service. And so um, I'm lucky to be kind of in that crowd and hang out with those people, and you know, you get to do some fun stuff, and it's been a good way to stay plugged into the city and, you know, see all the cool stuff going down. So yeah.
0: And you're, and don't, don't glaze over. Like you're a great artist in your own regard. Like I've seen (laughs) some of the stuff you've done. So, you know, we'll throw you in with Dusty and all those guys. (laughs) I've seen some of the stuff you've done. So I know you don't like, you probably don't like to be the guy that pats himself on the back, but I think you, uh, you do a lot of good work I'm a Leo. My coworkers tell me that I love, uh, attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. And you know, and, the tie back to oklahoma contemporary like you you know we we'd kind of been interacting back and forth and like getting to know each other and you were like hey man like we're doing this contempt con it's basically yeah, like a yeah, like a that's right. like a uh like a comic con but yeah you know, something you guys were hosting like out at your location at the mm-hmm. uh the fairgrounds yeah and um yeah that was really cool like you gave uh you gave us the opportunity to come out and it's funny because like they uh, this episode with You having you on is like has been so long in the making, like, we've just been trying to nail down <laughs> right? the time, yeah, 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 that we could get this going, man. No, and, I remember uh, that was, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool, to, uh, really it, cool. for the to have the opportunity to go out and you know, uh, well, I brought Caleb, and, yeah, that's
1: something we wanted yeah. to do was, uh, because we, we, every exhibition that we have, we want to have some major programming pieces tied to it. And that was, you know, we did a, so we were doing a comics culture in Oklahoma, which I didn't realize, like, uh, Jerry Bennett, he's, he illustrates for Marvel. He just announced today that he's doing, yeah. uh, the stranger things, you it's know, insane. like, um, Natasha Alterici has got a, a movie deal for her comic heathens. Uh, there's some really talented people in here, uh, in Oklahoma that are doing, uh, you know, comics or zines or, uh, or graphic novel work um yeah, so yeah. yeah
0: yeah jeff provine too. yeah yeah o- jeff O-okey, was out there comic, um, yeah
1: we uh yeah so we had this big comic con we ended up having a thousand people come
0: through our doors dang that's how many people were at and our two panel days no, i'm just kidding <laughs> everybody dude I'm is a <laughs> pack stadium that's awesome dude it was really cool that so, people
1: yeah man. so you, you see like this is the content that i think people people want they can identify with and uh yeah we thought we'd like let's just throw a comic con and um, that was cool,
0: man. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And like I said, I, you know, it was nice to have the opportunity. I brought, um, I was saying earlier, I brought Caleb and Alexander Bohannon yeah. and Daniel Bokemper all from uh, thecinematropolis.com. Well, it's perfect, dude, because it, yeah. it
1: fits in like the, the Comic-Con. It, it by, really uh, was.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's super cohesive.
1: Right. My director, it was it was a great, uh, uh, Lori Brooks, that was her like brainchild. She's always wanted to do this and, and we finally got to do it. And we were thinking of like, what are some cool ways to like expand that bubble a little bit. And then podcasts are such a big movement right now. And yeah, if it, it fits in perfectly dude. Yeah. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. It was a good time for sure. So yeah, we, uh, it was just funny to give you the shout out. Cause I think <laughs> I, I gave you the shout out on the episode and then we've talked about yeah. you. Like it, it's just one of those funny things. It's a long time coming for this episode. Cause I think you've been mentioned and come up in, in other episodes. And people <laughs> I'm like, real. Who the fuck I'm is this l- Luke guy? Like <laughs> it's <just> made up. <laughs> dude that you keep talking about. <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. Um, well, I really appreciate you taking the yeah, time to come out and talk to me, man. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can follow uh, either you on social media, Oklahoma yeah, Contemporary, yeah. like all your projects that you're doing. Uh,
1: so hit up, hit me up, uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's I'm Luke. A I M L U K E A. Um, so Oklahoma contemporary follow us on, uh, you know, you can do Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever. Um, uh, that's at okay. Contemporary um the the somebody family services uh that's their handle you can also follow the beacons which is the young professional group that i was a part of um plaza walls at plaza walls um some really great uh people around town to follow i'm trying to think if there's any oh you yeah know, shout hit them up, out man yeah, dusty you know, for sure yeah, dusty yeah yeah hit up uh dusty's at tree and leaf chris caneli's pyramid guy holy kids um i think there's at holy kids you've got uh some great galleries around town. Follow the Factory Obscura people. Um, they've got the next big Beyond project coming up in the fall, which is going to be dope. I don't know if you made it to uh, Shift, but like oh, all, yeah. all handmade experience, like kind of a Meow Wolf kind of style stuff. Like we're getting our own Meow Wolf.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Big yeah. League City, baby. I remember that, I remember that. Yeah.
1: Nah, there's, there's, there's plenty. And you know, one of those things, like put in like, Put in Dusty and, and Chris and some of those others, and they're like, you're going to hit like a Twitter and Instagram rabbit hole. Just follow who it's Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, that's the good way to find them. Anybody doing art
0: in Oklahoma City, hit it up. The cool thing about Dusty was um, I listened to another podcast called Ear Hustle. Yeah. And uh, it's actually a podcast that's put on with a visual artist, which is funny enough because it's a podcast. Right, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. There's no visuals, but... <laughs> uh, she puts it on with an inmate in San Quentin prison.
1: Wow, that's dope! And
0: they talk to inmates about life in prison. They talk to people on death row. They talked about people that have been transgendered in prison, yeah. like all these different things. Like talking to all these prisoners, like about their lives. And uh, Dusty was actually featured on one of the episodes. Like they do, like a write-in episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he I like sent he in a he sent in a out. postcard and they like that. wrote awesome. they like read his uh I can't remember what it was but I was like freaking dusty like yeah, that's dusty, crazy dusty, <laughs> so that was super cool I was like dang I'm like listening to this man, podcast that's in California and they're right? talking about Oklahoma
1: hey Oklahoma's getting cool man we're uh, we're on the come up seriously we're well, I mean we uh, got that NBA team the Thunder and they called us the big league city but it. It's like I think Big Lee City is like starting to be appropriate now, man. I, I was at that groundbreaking this morning for the convention center. Got that streetcar coming in, the, the central park over there. That's gonna be so cool. It's uh, it's yeah, all it's coming gonna be together, lit. man. It's it's all prime time to be here. I mean, there was this uh tourism thing that I went to and they were talking about like maybe OKC's the next Austin in three to five years. So maybe get your popcorn.
0: Yeah, we got plenty of homeless yeah. people. So no, <laughs> Yeah, we're we're fighting that. We're combating that too. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Curbside, curbside, pro baby. Follow curbside. Shout out to Nathan Poppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah, man. Well, yeah. Thanks again. And as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. Tunes, Tunes podcast. That's T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, and actually, one that I, I forget about. We're on Spotify now. Oh yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone uh, told me the other day. One of my buddies are like, "Dude, you know your podcast?" Because I had put in. To, for us to be featured on Spotify like months ago, and then like randomly came through. So like all our episodes are on Spotify. So if for whatever reason, that's where you listen to your podcast. Yeah, podcasts. stream it, dudes. Yeah, why not? You can listen to us there. So yeah, thanks again, Luke. Oh man, appreciate it.